the heart of God for you. For you. At Christmas. Right now, found in a sermon from the 8th century B.C. The prophet Isaiah declares, and hear the word of the Lord, Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live and I will make with you an everlasting covenant my steadfast, sure love for David. In the 8th century BC, the prophet Isaiah is telling us about Christmas. He's telling us that Christmas is an invitation to a party. And who doesn't love a good party? He's telling us that Christmas is an invitation to God's house, to go to God's house for Christmas dinner. Christmas is God saying to each one of us, I love you so much, and I want you to be with me forever, and I just couldn't stand it any longer, so I sent my son to live and die for you. Christmas is Jesus coming near to us, to people like us, if you can imagine that. Christmas is God saying to us, look what I've done to come near to you. I sent my son. Now, draw near to me. I want to be your friend. Wow. God wants to be our friend. Jesus actually said that in John 15. In case there's some Scrooge out there tonight. Well, I don't know if God wants to be our friend. Jesus said it in John 15. He called us friends. And that might be the only Christmas gift that you really need this year. Friendship with Jesus. But think about how wild and out of this world God is. All of our fears and all of the things that terrorize us and make us shake in our boots are calmed by a baby. God's answers, God's answer to all the fears that keep us up at night is this. The little Lord Jesus sleep on the hay. God's answer to everything that has ever scared the living daylights out of us is a baby. Incredible. God's answer to all the bullies and the tyrants and the thugs strutting their way with swagger through history is a baby in a manger. Not a bodybuilder, not an army, not a tank, not an angel, a majestic angel, but a baby. This is how awesome your God is, Christian. 
all that God needs to be victorious over all the evil in this world is a baby. Wow, can you get more humble than that? Can you get any weaker than a sleeping baby? God shows up as the frailest thing in the world to save us from our sin and from an eternity in hell. And by collapsing and falling down before this baby, you worship him and you honor him. How do you worship like the wise men? Not by bringing frankincense, gold, and myrrh. Because who in the world has frankincense in their house? And who has myrrh in their medicine cabinet? Actually, (laughs) thank you. Actually, you know what? We do in our house. (laughs) We have frankincense essential oils and myrrh essential oils. But Jesus is not interested in getting essential oils for Christmas. Did you know that Jesus is actually the only person who doesn't want nor need anything for Christmas? So how do you worship like the three wise men? Not by bringing gifts, because Jesus doesn't need Christmas gifts. Jesus actually gives gifts. That's why he said in Isaiah 55 through the prophet Isaiah, come everyone who thirsts. He's a giver. He likes to share. So Jesus doesn't want you to get him anything for Christmas. Jesus is the one who gives gifts at Christmas, and he gives himself. So you worship Jesus by bringing your heart and by coming with the empty hands of faith and saying, I have nothing to give you that would impress you. I come with the empty hands of faith, and you say, I need you. I need the babe in the straw to save me. I need a baby to help me with all the fears and worries that are terrorizing my heart right now. That's how you honor Jesus. You fall before him. You fall on your knees and you tell him that you desperately need him. There's a little old catechism Old Testament catechism, a little ancient Q&A tucked away in Psalm 116 that can help you understand all of this on Christmas Eve. Psalm 116 says, What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. So since we do catechism here at Grace, let's recite that Psalm 116 catechism together, okay? You ready? Let's go. Question. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? Answer, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. The psalmist in Psalm 116 wants you to know what's the proper way to respond to God for all the goodness that he has shown me. What can I give to him? But the answer is not to do more, to do more stuff. The answer is not to just try harder. I'm just going to try harder to be a better person. That's what he wants. It's not what he wants. The answer is not to pedal faster. If I just pedal faster. It's not doing longer quiet times or memorizing the whole book of Leviticus in Hebrew. It's not doing anything 
at all. It's just receiving. It's simply lifting up the cup of salvation, which is just another way of saying you'll worship him. And it's calling on the name of the Lord. And so the psalmist is saying, how can I repay the Lord for his kindness? Answer, you just receive him. You worship him. You be awestruck. And then you become even more dependent upon him. It's just giving that little heart of yours to the baby in the manger and being absolutely in awe of him and utterly dependent on him and then receiving him and all of his heart for you. That's what Jesus wants to give you for Christmas. All of his heart. All of God. For all of you. Ian Duguid, who's an Old Testament scholar, says this. When Jesus calls you to himself, and he's calling people tonight. When Jesus calls you to himself, he doesn't just say to you, I love you for now. But let's see how this thing works out as we go along. If you are holy enough and devout enough over the next 50 years or so, then maybe I'll take you to heaven when you die. No. God actually loves you Hard though that may be for us to grasp sometimes. He knows you inside and out with all your quirks and weaknesses, all your habitual sins and your heart idolatries, and yet he still loves you personally. He wants you to know that even while your heart has been cold and hard toward him, his heart has remained dizzyingly, dazzlingly set on you. While you have been saying, wow, you are beautiful, to all kinds of ugly substitutes, he still looks at you and he says, wow, you are beautiful. You are a lily among the thorns. You are one of a kind, and I still love you. Even while you are running away, his loving heart still pursues you wherever you go. That's what the God of the Bible is like. I don't know what you've heard he's like, but that's what he's like. That's the God behind Isaiah 55. That's the baby in the manger. What kind of God are we dealing with on Christmas Eve? That kind of God. The one who pursues. The one whose heart remains dizzyingly, dazzlingly set on us. When we run away, his loving heart still pursues us wherever we go. So, to all who are running away from God, even if you're running from him on Christmas Eve, And to all who could use some peace tonight, to all who are running on fumes, or have been feeding on the junk food of this world, or you've been rummaging for scraps, or you've totally made a mess of your life and you're having to deal with the consequences, or you're simply pretending that you're fine, and you know deep down that you're not okay, to you, all of you, Jesus says simply, come. Come to my Christmas party and eat and drink and be merry.
a miracle, but God is speaking to us tonight, inviting us, inviting you through the prophet Isaiah on Christmas Eve. And he says, come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Did you notice that there? In Isaiah's passage, four times we are invited with the words, come, 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 come. God must really mean it. Think about that. He's just so persistent that we come. He really wants us to come to his party. He says, come, come, you, come, come on, guys. Think about that. God wants us to come to his house for Christmas. And apparently, there's no cover charge either. And everything at this party is free, which is good. Because it's Christmas Eve, and it's the end of the month, and most of us are probably out of money at this point, right? It sounds like Jesus has got both the food and the drinks covered. He's taking care of everything. So should we offer to bring something to this party? No, I don't think so. The prophet Isaiah wants us to know that this is not your typical Christmas party where you bring something to share. This is a Christmas party put on by God himself. This is the free gospel Christmas party invitation. And it comes on the heels of what the prophet Isaiah said two chapters before this in chapter 53 where he spoke about Jesus being the suffering servant who would die a bloody death on the cross for our sins. And that's why baby Jesus came to save Sinners, he came to save you. Will you believe? Will you RSVP to this Christmas party? Here's how you do it. You just bring your sin. You just come clean. You just admit, you get real with God. You come with your mess. You come with your cares. You come with your worries. And you just place them at his feet. God is saying to all of us right now on Christmas Eve, come. Everything is free because I've already paid for it all. You don't need to bring anything. Just come and eat and drink. It's the best party of all. You know, Jesus throws the best Christmas parties, right? Here's how you show up. You just turn from living for you and according to your own wisdom and your own thoughts where you think you're the king or the queen of this world and you know what's best. You turn from living for you and saying it's about me and instead you turn to him in faith and you just say, I'm a mess, Jesus. I'm just coming to you and he, he will receive you. You turn from the things and the life that can't satisfy you, let me ask you, are you satisfied with your life tonight? Are you really satisfied? The prophet Isaiah says you can be satisfied if you show up at Jesus' Christmas party. And this invitation is offered freely to all who are here or to anyone watching on the live stream or listening to the podcast. It's an invitation to believe the gospel, which the word means good news. 
It's an invitation to believe the good news, not just for the first time. And maybe tonight somebody here needs to believe the good news that God loves them and sent Jesus to live and die for them. Maybe you need to believe that for the first time tonight. But it's also an invitation for all you Christians out there who've been Christians for a long time. It's an invitation for you tonight on Christmas Eve to believe again and every day after but especially on Christmas Eve. This is Christmas. God made the first move toward us. And it was an, an invitation to his party, a gift, an invitation to come just as you are. Don't worry about cleaning up. You just come. And you can be forgiven of all your sins. And you can have peace with God, if you can imagine that. And then... You get adopted into his family. You become his son or daughter, and you have a heavenly father. God is your heavenly father. Jesus is your older brother. Jesus is the coolest older brother that's ever lived, and he still lives. And he intercedes for you, and you can have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And then, for the rest of your life, you can just enjoy God. And then you can enjoy him for eternity on the new earth when he comes to make everything sad come untrue. So come. To all who are weary and need rest, come. To all who mourn and long for comfort, come. To all who feel worthless and wonder if God really cares, come. To all who fail and desire strength, come. To all who sin, and need a Savior, come. And to all who hunger and thirst for righteousness, come. And to whoever will come, Jesus opens wide his arms to receive you. And he will. He will. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for loving us. We don't deserve your kindness. We don't deserve your grace and your mercy. And yet you came as a baby and you grew up and became a man and you died on the cross for our sins. God raised you from the dead and you're coming back again. To that, we can't say, we can only lift up the cup of salvation and call on your name. We can only say you are worthy. We can't do anything to repay you for what you've done. And you don't want us to repay you, Jesus. You just want us to come. It's so simple. We just have to come. Would you help us come and receive you tonight? In your name we pray. Amen.